0: Welcome to another edition of The List, the Write Fiction Podcast. We've got a wonderful show for everyone today about our favorite three top walk-up songs. Before we get started, if you love the pod, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe on your listening app. It helps us reach new listeners just like you. Also, be sure to check out our website, www.writefiction.com, where you can find the Spotify playlist with all our picks that we mentioned in the pod. Now, let's get to it. Change of season from summer to fall means something different for everyone, whether it's flannel, pumpkin spice, lattes, my favorites, or just relief from the summer heat. Some people get really into autumn. Of course, October also means playoff baseball. We here at The List enjoy our sports ball, but of course are always interested in the intersection of sports and music. There's no better example of this than baseball walk-up music. The right song can fill the stadium with palpable energy and get the players hyped to perform their best. So we got to thinking, what would we choose if we were walking up to the plate to take a swing at greatness? So settle in as we give you our top three walk-up songs. And uh, let me just introduce the guys right now. Uh, First, we got Brendan. Hattie Meta McGeehan. Hello. Freddie Bobetti, Freudie Berman. Hey, hey. And at first base, we got Adam Blancelic, the podiatrist Zelensky.
1: I actually did play first base in Little League. Yeah, you got that left hand thing, right? Well, you throw yeah. right, though. Me, too. No, I throw left handed.
0: You throw left hand. Oh, yes. Yeah, so yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um yeah so unprompted, this is unprompted yeah look at that look at that um so yeah so this is kind of a, a, a cool thing where you know the playoffs are are starting this week major league baseball playoffs and uh in in, in real world a uh, talk here um and uh we, we've been talking about walk-up music i know our, our the guys on the guys on the pod as, as you probably know have done you know many sports events and audio and visual and visual and so we're kind of just talking back back and forth about like what what, what would that what would that sound like for us like what would our walk-up music be um and uh just to give you a little bit more context um for walk-up music specifically um um you know, kind of started around, I'd say, 1941, with the first organ was installed in Wrigley Field. Um, you know, as far as like music and and in, in in the Major League Baseball, um, uh, you know, let's say let's say uh, a, a big point of of from my memory of when walk up music became a thing was the 1989 film The Major League came out, and everybody knows what that walk up song was for Charlie Sheen. I'm not gonna say it now, but we'll probably say it later. Um, and then you know, so it goes on and on and on. A lot of cool stuff. Um, so I want to actually kick it to Brendan first, real quick. Um, just to just to give a little more context on because he's the pro here. Uh Brendan, um what is it like playing the songs in front of a walk-up batter?
2: Yes. So for for the listenership uh, who, who don't know, uh, this past season, I was hired by the Phillies to be the guy that plays the walk-up music, among other duties that they gave me. So I was in the hot seat, and I was responsible for playing the correct song at the correct time in the correct order for each player to walk up, or a pitching change or things of that nature. And so I had a really interesting experience because I knew of player walk-up music, of course, and Charlie Sheen was probably my first introduction to that world but I didn't know how deep it goes like some players are really really into their walk-up song to the point where they'll pick a few of them and they have to be played in the correct order so if a player has three four five at bats you have to keep track of the order you play the songs because they better be played in the order that they want and cool. if the player is maybe of? wow, <laughs> That's crazy. yeah, it's really it's really a thing. And I think there's a superstition component because if they're if of they're course. going through a slump, they're going to change their walk up music. So the walk up music right. gets changed uh, several times per season. Or if they're doing really well, it might really cement those songs because that they might att- they might attribute their success with the song because it gets them in the right headspace. So sure. it's a pretty deep world that has grown over the last several decades as Aaron touched on the history piece. So it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. And that, that always got me thinking about this topic and it's always kind of fun to fantasize what your walk up music would be. Wow.
0: Wow. That is really interesting. And I, 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 I personally never knew how deep it was as, as far as like saying that, you know, they have different songs for like, that's crazy, It's crazy talk. Um, but on that note, guys, um, I just like, I want us to get right into it, if that's all right. Is that all right?
3: Let's do it. Sure. No no catching up. I mean, we've been catching up.
1: We're, we've yeah. caught up. It's we season caught two, up. baby.
3: Yeah. We're
1: yeah. in the now. <laughs> yeah. I
3: just want to add one thing real quick that, you know, that Charlie Sheen song, we, the Phillies had our own version of that guy. Oh, yeah. And, and oh, yeah, I we think did. He, he used that tune to his advantage
0: probably disadvantage too at the end yeah,
3: that disadvantage as well oh yeah the old joe carter <laughs>
1: yep the joe carter breaking the hearts of a city
0: oh yeah.
3: please horrible
0: anyway anyways uh let me kick it actually to you uh we got the doctor in the house uh dr podiatrist uh paging dr podiatrist what are your three top uh top three walk-up songs sir
1: Okay, so here, here, here we go. This is say, this, this is a really fun exercise. I've always, I like musing stuff like this. The, you know, the imaginary, and so, I just kind of also put kind of little roles to each one. So, like number three would be, uh, for me, if, if I were a pitcher, I would steal Mariano Rivera's uh, enter Sandman. those of you that are not familiar with mariano rivera a yankee closer probably the greatest closer ever like yep. just he uh had one pitch and no one could hit it but when you heard enter sandman and you, saw, you know with the pitchers they walk from center field so you're like yep. from the bullpen so you hear enter sandman and like you know you, you know you get, you get a certain vibe and uh well ace when he was home they don't do that on the road but uh you know you you hear mariano walking out to enter sandman that's what that's what i would want i, I that's mean a good one i could probably not own it as well as him but uh that my number three, number two. If I was like just the quirky second baseman, or you know, just <laughs> the guy, I would well, I would go to um, "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go" by Wham. Just to kind of I'm more of the the humorous side, you know. I'm just that guy that you know gets you know bats two forty three, hits a single every now and again. But you're you but know. you're scrappy. <laughs> yeah, I'm scrappy. I have a good sense of humor. I'd go with that. Kind of, wait, wait, was, kind
0: of, what's, what's that guy's name from the Phillies that was there for a while? Uh, that that little second base guy?
1: Mickey Morandini?
0: No, he was <laughs> here recently. He's going way back. Um, Too far I forgot back. his name. Never mind. I forgot his name. I'll go go ahead. The, the, the Kingery? Try, Google. Nah, nah, I'll try to remember. <laughs>
1: <Nah>. <laughs> and then number one would be if I'm like in the murderer's row 345 slot, I'd go with a, a more intimidating song than with a. Uh, the the head of 21st century schizoid man by King Crimson. G- schizoid man. Da 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 da, da, da You know, and you're walking up to the plate. You know, jacked jacked up. You know, from working <laughs> out hard and and doing all the things right, and then you know, hitting home, eating <laughs> big old dinners.
0: Yeah, if you're you're in the 90s, you're all roided out, baby. You're ready to do it. No,
1: I did it right. I did it right. I did the Ken Griffey Jr. way. Sure, sure, Good ones, good ones.
4: Sure, sure, sure. sure.
1: No, no, I'd probably be completely roided out, yeah. Huge head.
0: (laughs) All right, Freudy. What do you got, sir?
3: All right. Number three, I think, uh, one of my favorite bands, one of my favorite songs by one of my favorite bands would be Get Away by Earth, when & Fire. Get away, ball. Get out of here. Shoot. Hop over the left field fence. In my case, it would be the right field fence, because I'm left-handed. But, you know, ba da da You know, it's pretty strong. I think uh, my number two pick, and I've heard this one used, but not recently, because again, I'm old. Would be "Cashmere" by Led Zeppelin. You know who it was. You know who it was, though
1: used it. Who? Chase Utley. Ah! Oh. oh, and it was great, because, yeah, you know, when yeah, he was yeah. in his prime, it was very fitting for him. It was very fitting, especially nice. when the Phillies were those good Phillies. Yeah, so I'm like, when you picked it, I'm like, nice, ooh, he, nice. I'm like, does he know? Uh, well, now, well, now you do. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great one.
3: And my number one is again, another riff, which, you know, once you hear this riff, it's like very ominous sounding, would be Back in Black by ACDC. DC, or
4: ACDC. Anyone. (laughs) ACDC. The emphasis on the syllable. Or (laughs) ACDC.
3: All right, those are my three (laughs)
4: picks.
0: (laughs) Those are excellent picks, man. Actually, I was listening to that. I listened right. to that getaway song, uh, from Earth, Way to Fire. I was like, you know, this would be a great walk-up song, like back in the seventies when you could yeah. like smoke a stogie in the in the in the in the locker room, having have a beer, and you in know, a
3: locker room. Jim for the Phillies, one of the Phillies manager used to smoke cigarettes in the dugout,
0: <laughs> oh, and, yeah. they
3: used, and they used to every once in a while they would not cut away in time. And you would actually see him <laughs> taking a pup on television.
0: Yeah, that's Crazy. what that sounds like. Crazy, that's what that sounds like oh, good. the good old goodness. days. True, um, all true. All maybe. right, Meta Max, what do you what, what do you got, sir?
2: <laughs> all right, for my my third pick, and maybe this would be my first time I'm coming up to bat. I went with "Feeling Good" as done by Nina Simone, but the version that I like for this context anyway, is the 2013 remix by Bass Nectar. It was part of that Verve remixed project, which had varying degrees of success, but the Feeling Good remix is really cool and it's super high energy. My second pick, I went with Dick Dale and Miserloo. Guys know how much i love dick dale and surf rock in general but this yeah. song always gets me kind of hyped up and i think of pulp fiction and i i love that movie and it's used in that movie and it's just a crazy song it's uh i don't know i think that would kind of get me in the right mind frame to try to hit a ball and then my number one
1: <laughs>
2: did that did, did i did it sound extra awkward me trying to talk That, sounded, that was that was so baseball yeah, no, like, yeah. perfect Yeah, hit a a sports sports ball. (laughs) ball. Throw me the sports ball, guys, please. (laughs) And my, my number one was kind of an easy one. This was the first one that came to my mind, and I went with Bulls on Parade, Rage Against the Machine. And you guys know me, I'm a pretty mellow guy, but this is hearing the song is about as close as I get to like feeling violent. And uh that would definitely get me all amped up for for a sports match.
0: Yeah. The Gosh. two things that get Brendan uh Brendan all hyped up is uh, rage against the machine and somebody talking during a drum solo. That's <laughs> yep. the two things uh...
2: that yeah, you, you guys don't want to
0: get near this guy if somebody's <laughs> talking over a drum solo, guys. All right, the story Just I... word of advice out there.
2: <laughs> the story I told before we started taping. <laughs> yes, I can get pretty aggro when uh, when you push my buttons in certain ways.
0: Yes, very, very true. Um, so I'm gonna go here. Uh, this go is go uh, Mr. Corn Teeth uh, himself. Um, and uh, my first song that I picked, um, as my number three, excuse me is a song called Genesis um, by Justice off um, their, I guess, Cross album? Yeah, is some, or is Justice? I don't know. Anyway, 2007 it came out. And these are some French guys. Um, and it's a French electronic music duo um and uh this song is just uh bum 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 you'll hear it it's bum bum it's just so like um it's for the kids i guess i say it's for the kids um nice. and so that's my number 3 pick the uh, other I'm french number...
1: electronic duo
0: is there is there another one
1: <laughs> <laughs> I-, I can't tell if you're serious i'm i'm so, I'm so serious that that the guys that wear the helmets yeah I don't like
0: them anyway yeah. so it's cool
1: but they exist so this is the only <laughs> and they're very popular
4: <laughs>
0: the only French electronic duo uh justice I like justice too uh, uh my number two this is a, a new song um came out uh on an album released 2019 um it's by a group called free nationals and um, this song is just it's, it's called Dear cut me
3: up for the All years I've been at, I got clets,
0: it has T.I. rapping on rich, it. Rich, and good, dude, this song is just... Every time I hear it, I get so pumped up and I just want to hit something. Maybe, like, around uh, around Orb or something like that. Or, um, but, man, this gets me so pumped. And when I'm, I, I'm, like... If I'm, like, in the batter circle, I'm like, oh, yeah! So... Um, so, yeah, that's my number two. Oh, yeah. And then my number that's one excellent. is the song that I listen to oh, yeah. when I just want to get pumped up anytime in life. And that is a song called I'm Bad by L O
4: Cool J. Worship like an old battleship. L I'm bad. All the rappers <laughs> know when I enter the center they say yo yo there ve,
0: go my paycheck's lost, Mr. bogart in charge. bigger and defer and it gotta gotta be one of the best pump up songs ever in life and uh, if you don't know now you know you know what I'm saying it's just so good and uh, yeah any all, all batters should listen to this before um, before they hit they probably hit 300 but they don't so right. they don't anyway um, those are our picks and uh, we got a lot more discussion coming up so hold on are back and uh i actually want to go to my buddy uh uh patty uh again here um with a kind of comment slash question um question his uh his his nature his mindset whatever um yo this is like and i will say actually your number three pick feeling good base nectar remix base nectar. what is that anyway it's like the only time where this might be cool, I'll be honest with you yeah the the only circumstance when you use this remix thing if you're on a walk up song exactly otherwise bro bro orb Br- <laughs> orb <laughs> orb <laughs> uh I think and that's kind of the point with walk up songs it's just like it, 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 it's like free reign, right it's like it's like whatever makes you feel good, whatever hypes you up, whatever kind of gets you in that mindset or gets the crowd in a mindset. Um, I remember I was doing a little research. Uh, uh, Brendan was kind of sending around stuff. There's one there's one dude that sent out. A, um, so when he comes out to his walk up song, he uses a, a careless whisper. Uh, let me just find it real quick. Um, some some jo- some more George. What well, yeah, George. I guess George is a as a is a big uh walk up song guy, maybe. Uh yeah, yeah. Josh Reddick. Um that I think that's fun. So like really it's it's whatever kind of makes you feel good. Um in terms of or makes the crowd feel good. Mm-hmm. Um and uh so I but and I want to kinda go to you now, Adam, like into the salmon, for me this is like the quintessential pick. And maybe it's uh, because of Mariano River. I mean, to, I mean there's to a tell the people hit. about him if you don't if they don't really know.
1: Okay, yeah. So uh, I mean, and the the glory years of the well, the latest glory period of the New York Yankees when the um, you know with Jeter and Jorge Posada on that from like the mid '90s to the early 2000s, they won like what four or five in that span. And Mariano Rivera was the closer, and, and you know the and then the guy that finished, you know, that gets the last few outs. And you know, coming out to enter Sandman, us say as I said before, one pitch he had just – It was just kind of a a cut fastball. He didn't have any other pitch. Just no one, no one. No one could hit it. And I think it is one of those things where, like, uh, I think his success has, like, kind of elevated that song as in, you know, as in, uh, you know, the, guy, the guy's probably, I mean, he, he doesn't have the most saves of all time, but he has, I think he has probably the most important saves of all time. And, and it's also kind of a newer, I mean, there wasn't really, until maybe the, what, the 80s, maybe mid-80s, like Lee Smith time, Dennis Eckersley, there weren't really closers. Guys just, like, pitched the whole game. So he was kind of the first, he was the first kind of big time uh, guy to get saves. And he's, you know, he's a, he's a tough guy to top. There's no one that's Uh, really had to. What do you think? (laughs) Well, who, who, who do you have then? Tug McGraw. Was he, he was a save guy? Yeah. What, what year, what year? (laughs)
3: Like,
1: sorry, (laughs) I'm I'm only 39.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right.
2: But I I mean, mean, I,
3: Look, maybe he didn't start out that way, but that was yeah. pretty much that was his his deal. Oh,
2: that's like the most uh, baseball sounding name I've ever heard. Tug McGraw. Tug McGraw. <laughs> Mitch
3: Williams too. He was a closer, wild yeah. thing.
1: But uh, yeah. has anyone uh wildly as been as wildly successful in the playoffs as Mariano Rivera? I mean Mitch, no, but uh, that wasn't the question. Yeah. That's that's true. That was not the question. Good point I haven't, I have been, I have, been, I have, been, caught. I have been caught. I can't refute that. But then you know, I guess Dennis Eckersley was kind of good back there. Then Lee Smith, but like it is still, I mean, in, in the general terms of the long, long history of baseball, the saves hasn't really been a thing. And now it's really turned into this, like, right now you're now you no, have I'm... like really now you have like 17 relief pitchers in in a game in the last like nine hours. So there's
0: so a quick, quick follow up question for you, Adam. So when he comes out to enter the Sandman, do you do you think that actually like uh, intimidates people?
1: I think it riles up the crowd, which might get on the nerves, you know, of that, and also just I mean his reputation, you know, at that time. I, I don't think I don't think he needed it to scare guys, but when you can whip the crowd into a frenzy with the song, it really, uh, you know, I mean, it, when you got it gets the fans on your side, and that's you know, and that's you know. I've been at some some very very loud playoff games, and and a, you know, a loud Philly crowd or a loud New York crowd can be very very intimidating, especially if you're not ready for that stage. You know, I mean, not sure. everyone is built to handle those those moments. But also, I just wanted the quick segue into like, because just to get this into more of a bigger picture talk thing is like, really doing this really makes you realize the importance of music in in a, at a sporting event. Like, imagine like no music at these things, like a certain vibe is lost, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, let's go to the expert for that, uh, expert. Yes,
2: yeah. so I mean it's it's been an interesting side hustle part of my career to do audio and music for some of these sporting events because you can really feel when the energy is right and you can feel when the energy is not right and part of my job is tapping into that and trying to find the right music for the right moment and I think it makes a huge difference, absolutely, because baseball in particular has a lot of downtime. There's just so much dead time. And being able to, to fill that with music to keep the crowd engaged, I think is huge. And, you know, and we talked a little bit about history before that. This all starts with the organ, when the first organ is installed and they're playing music. And there was this woman named Nancy Faust who was hired by the White Sox to play the organ. And then she started kind of, playing music in between a little bit more. And then she started interacting with Harry Carey and his rise of being kind of a famous broadcaster was supported with her organ music. And wow. then it grew into this whole thing of like music all the time. And then the players were like, well, now I want to pick the song because that's going to help get me where I need to be. And now we are where we are. But I think it really is a huge, huge component. I mean, Can you imagine sitting in a, in a game for like four hours and there's no music? That sounds like the worst thing ever, <laughs> for me anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's huge, and I, and I, I just want to segue into a point that Aaron made a little while back, and trying to make fun of one of my picks, but couldn't because he recognized how perfect it is for this moment. I think yeah, with true. with walk up, and I would never pick that song in any other context, but this is like the context for it. I think with walk up music, you get a pass to be, you get a pass to be like crazy. You get a pass to be silly. You get a pass to be playful. You get a pass to be obnoxious. Like um, Randy Johnson's walk-up music was "Welcome to the Jungle," you know, which is it's like just you hearing that every game or however however many games he's in. Uh, and then when I was working the Phillies this year, my favorite one was the player D.D. Gregorius, and of course his walk-up music is notorious. Right. And I just thought I that heard was that so yesterday. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yep, yep. I was at the game yesterday and I was like, wait, no not, notorious and then I realized what his last name was and it was perfect. Yep. So you Absolutely find those moments, perfect. yeah. It's it's, yeah. it's
2: it's quite a range and I think everybody has a different take on it and it's a way for the players to express themselves in a way. It kind of it it almost lets the fans know who they are a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Right on.
0: And actually, I want to dig a tiny bit down on it because, I mean, like, look, when are you going to ever, ever talk to a guy that actually press the buttons? Um, so and you were saying initially that some guys might have more than one song, like, you know, have a song for the first inning, second inning, third inning. Um, what is that like? What is that like, at least from 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 what do you think that experience is like for them? Do they like send you a text? No, no, dog. Go to number three. Go to number three.
4: Right,
2: their people might. If if you screw up, you might hear from management for sure. So the one the one instance I can think of for the Phillies is Bryce Harper, and he has four songs that he always picks, and he he has changed them this season depending on whatever he's feeling. I guess I don't know why he's changed them. But also something that I've noticed about him and a lot of batters in general is they have a ritual when they get in the box. You know, they have a certain motions that they go through. And I think that is maybe part OCD, part superstition or whatever it is. And I think having a specific order to the songs plays into that routine and that ritual as well. And so I think that's you kind of, again, get a little bit of a peek of who they are. Something repetition and routine is probably very important to him if I were to take a guess.
1: So Bryce mm. doesn't email you directly like, Hey Meta, it's Bryce. <laughs>
2: Here's what I'm feeling today. XOXO. Bryce. If only no, we, we're not we're not tight like that yet. But I will say I do yeah. get to be in contact with the Fanatic because I have to coordinate the songs for the Fanatic. So that's kind of fun because um Right on you know, that's just a whole nother world. He's a cool guy. So it's it like one, most one can- kind
0: of Sorry, go ahead, go ahead, Adam. Oh, no, he's
1: he's like one of the longest tenured mascots, I think. Yeah. There's only been two Fanatics ever, I think. That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. Uh, I do want to stick, get into like a quick to the business side of it um, in terms of the payments and stuff. Is it like a big pay to use these songs or is it just like, oh, yeah, Spotify playlist, go? Because um, I know in the music business, you know, there's a big thing about rights um, Song rights and ASCAP BMI, um, ASCAP BMI, all that kind of stuff. Publishing. Um, so I'm just terms of that playing those songs in that arena. Um, is there is there anything to, towards that, or is it just like, hey, Spotify playlist, go?
2: No, that's a great question. So each stadium does it a little bit differently, at least in my experience. But it is all above board. It's all legit. And so for those who don't um, know too much about how this stuff works, so. Uh, the, the PRO, the performing rights organizations that you guys mentioned, like ASCAP and BMI are the two big ones. They keep track of where songs get played. And even playing a recording in public is, counts as a performance in their books. And if it counts as a performance, then there needs to be some money exchanged to pay for it. And you have you know venues. I'm using air quotes because venues could be anything besides music venues. You have coffee shops. You have places of business. Anywhere that it might be playing recorded music and a stadium is a venue, so if a stadium is playing recorded music, they need to be buying into these services and paying their due royalties to the artists. And so, absolutely, if you are, if you have a song that gets picked up and a player loves it for their walk-up music, that counts as a performance of your recording, and in theory, you should be paid for that at some point. And all of the teams do to my knowledge, run a report at the end of every game and they send it off to these organizations to, to tell them what was played. And so the artists and the the rights holders can be paid accordingly from a royalty standpoint. So that makes sense. It's done. It's all very legit. And I've actually, I was really uh, pleased to learn that when I first started doing this stuff, because as an artist myself and someone in the recording business, it's very important to me that artists are, you know, get whatever pennies are available to them when they get a performance of their song. So, it's similar to like when your song gets played on the radio you get a spin you should get some money for that
0: and, and I, I don't want to i'm not going to ask you this question brendan because um i don't know how how it is how you feel about it or not but um it would be interesting to kind of know whether or not like <laughs> a big stadium any stadium yankee stadium or whatever pays the same kind of rates as like a coffee shop down the street um because it's just like yeah it's not based upon like how many people listen to the song right no just
2: the use the use well just no the there use. there are there's a lot of criteria that determines the rates for these and so it would be impossible to uh to track every song that's ever played and that's paid proportionally. So what these organizations do is they negotiate with the venues and they pay what's called a blanket license for the year. Mm-hmm. And that covers everything. And it, square footage is part of it. Capacity is part oh, of it. Wow. There's all sorts of factors yeah. that square that footed, determine right? um, how how much you're going to pay each year for your license. Right. And And there are exemptions. If your business is under a certain square footage, I think you are exempt from that or there was at some time. I'm not totally current on the the current laws with that, but there have been negotiations because like small businesses and things that are operating on a very tiny level, shouldn't be paying nearly what really large spaces with bigger budgets are paying. So right. it is a scale. What's up Freddie.
3: Um, and I guess if you're a bar, you ever walk into a bar and you see like the ASCAP or the BMI sticker on mm-hmm. the, on the window you know, they play that pay, I presume, a blanket uh, bill, whatever, yearly uh, dues, whatever you want to call them. It's a license, They're, yeah. Yeah, license. They're not going to be sending in a report at the end of the night, and but however, bars play a lot of music, you know what I mean? So, they have to pay.
2: They do. And rightfully right.
3: so. Even, I guess, for bands who you know, it, cover, it covers bands playing covers as well, right. I think.
2: It does, yeah. yeah. It's funny, like in my in my days where I was doing a little more like playing in more DIY shows and like punk bands and rock bands, there'd be some venues you would play and there would be signs that say no cover songs. And Whoa. part of that is so they would be exempt and they could say without any doubt that there's no copywritten music being played there that needs to be wow. paid. Wow. Right, interesting.
4: Hmm.
1: Wow, uh, what's up, Adam? Um, I had two thoughts come to mind, and as as this is a a very broad subject, uh, but uh, number one, um, baseball is the only sport where the players get their individual walk up stuff. I'm sure, like you know, NBA like certain players, like I'm sure Embiid gets to you know choose some of the warm up music and stuff and all of that. And uh, but baseball is the only one that I'm aware of. Um, where the, each individual player gets, you know, walk up songs or or an array of songs or a queue of songs that Brendan has to memorize or get inviscerated if he doesn't get them right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and then I guess, I guess my observation number two where I'd like to steer things is, uh, oh, I see two pretty specific genres here in, um, heavier rock and hip hop. No one chose any traditional jazz, really any blues. Um, no, uh, I mean, I chose some pop, but more as like a lark than an actual like. But yeah, it's like it's like
0: jazz. No, it's like hip hop or hard rock or larks.
1: Well,
3: wait, (laughs) that's what we picked. Are you talking about for the play for our playlist for the purposes of this show?
0: In general, that's what I mean. Like, if you look at like in general, like walk-up songs and whatnot, it's really that's that's been a big part of it.
2: So, I will say there's one player again from this is my limited experience, is just with one team, but on the Phillies. And I forget his name, but his walk up song is La Bamba. And I think that's just so great. <laughs> I think it's the I heard, Los Lobo's version. <laughs>
3: I heard that yesterday at the ballpark. And I think he is uh, absolutely a uh, Hispanic player, Latinx player. Definitely. Yeah. But, which brings me to another point. And no, nobody mentioned this or picked any of it. There is a lot of uh, merengue because there's a lot of Dominican players.
0: Sure, and, sure,
3: Good and uh, that is a big, big genre in this in the Wall Cup game.
0: Sure, that's uh, so. Okay, so hard rock, hip hop, larks, and Spanish speaking music.
2: Yeah. That's about yeah, that's right. about it, and in my experience that covers it right <laughs> then again
4: then
3: again, we don't know some guy in a minor league team in uh Alabama might be picking you know some blues, you know what I mean
0: maybe yeah you maybe they don't know. they don't get that budget I don't know
3: uh-huh who knows we don't know
0: yeah uh, i that's I do know that
3: I had this conversation with uh my son-in-law Yesterday at the game, we were, I was telling him, telling him about the podcast we're we're doing right now.
1: You did like field said, research like the day before. <laughs> yeah,
2: good for you.
3: Literally on the field. <laughs> no, and and he he informed me that there is a lot of walk up playlists on Spotify. Somehow he knew that, and sure enough, I just oh. checked it out before we started recording, it. and there are there are slash is. Yes, Brandon.
2: I I believe it. So I I can't take full credit for the idea for this topic because I got this idea from working one of these games. I was sitting, I think it was on a break or a meal break or something, and there was this table of like young kids. I think they must have been like interns or something, and they were so hyped to be there and they were just really excited to be a part of the organization. They were like, "Oh, what would your walk up song be if you know if you were doing this?" And I was like. That is a, that's kind of a fun thing to imagine and cool. dream about, you know? And so um, I, I just stole it from some young kids. That's all. That's where we are. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> and they're not Dail getting paid at all.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pilfer from the youth. <laughs> Pilfer from the youth.
0: They're not getting paid one cent, you little kids. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so in terms of like our picks and stuff, um, like, say, t- tell a little bit about uh, like Dick Dale. I don't know if like I just want to make sure people like know like. So we pick these artists, whatever. Dick Dale is kind of like a, a lark, just like your Nina Simone was a lark. Um, <laughs> is everything a lark now?
4: <laughs> he, he's, a lark.
1: Well, it's not hard rock though. It's not hard rock. It drives though. It right. really drives.
0: Right. It drives, but it's not hard rock.
1: He's, he's, he didn't pick Take Five. You know, he, he there's some there's some drive to
2: it <laughs> I could hear Growing that walk, though. Anyways,
1: just just,
0: just just give him a little bit more about Dick Dale. You
2: know? uh, happily, Dick Dale is the self-proclaimed king of the surf guitar. May he rest in peace. I've had the distinct pleasure of seeing him live many, many times. I have so many stories about seeing him calling a bar when I was underage, begging for them to let me in and saying, I'm just here for the music. I promise you I won't try to order a drink. And them letting me. That was so cool. And
3: Order a drink?
2: oh boy airing all of my all of my dirty stuff here Uh, and then when I got my wisdom teeth out the dentist asked me like this was you know when CDs were things like you could bring in a CD while we do this and listen to it because I was awake for the thing and I brought in a Dick Dale CD which is now you forever get your... tied to like. You want to get your mouth drilled to Dick <laughs> yeah, Dale? I know. I told... That makes a lot of sense. actually. <laughs> I, I thought so. I thought it was the perfect soundtrack for <laughs> dentist <laughs> drilling because it kind of all <laughs> blends together. <laughs> right. You didn't think he was going to rush or anything was? and get a little fat, go a little
4: fast. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I know. Get me out of there. That's that was. So okay. that was your walk-up song. It
0: was. Yeah. There
2: you go. It was my walk-up song. So I have I have a, a long love affair with Dick Dale's music, and I think he was amazing and. His music always hypes me up. Whatever it is, like I've never been—I've never been a good surfer. I'll say that I have surfed, but it's his music sounds like surfing because that's oh, yeah. kind of what it was written for. And he was a big time surfer, so um, you know that's that's a form of a, that's a sport. And so why not translate that to another sport? There you go.
0: Hmm. I got a question for you for the group actually. And so we're we're not professional sports balls players. Ballers. Sports baller players, um, but we do play music, right? And so, is a similar kind of uh, walking that we do when we go on stage, right? Um, before that, or during that, uh, maybe a little, a little bit before that. Like, what are the songs? Do are like these the kind of songs you would pick to like get you pumped up to go on stage? Adam, what do you got?
1: Nice. I think Elvis kind of just kind of ruined. He 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 got the best one and ruined it for everybody with uh, also Sprax Zarathustra when he's coming on stage that's just a fantastic way to walk What on stage. is it? Um the 2001 theme. Boom, oh boom. oh. He would yep, always walk yep, on stage yep, yep. to that. I that's mean that's right. That, that's right. So, so there's a di- I think there's a different bit of a, a um a, a different vibe when you're walking on stage. You can be a little more epic. You don't have to be hard rock or hip hop. You could almost go to the cool jazz. What do you got Brenda?
2: Well, I think the opposite under that. I was just reading a review of Phoebe Bridgers concert. She was recently in town. And she, I don't know her personally, but the sense I get from her music and interviews with her is she's like, kind of got a very specific kind of humor and sarcasm to her, uh, kind of that's part of her nature. And apparently she walked onto the stage with the Black Eyed Peas I Got a feeling, which I I just think is the funniest thing I've heard all week. I don't know why. I just, you know, concerning her and her music, I think she was very tongue in cheek by picking that song being ironic um, yes wow it was, it
0: was a lark <laughs> it was a lark
2: very larky <laughs> that's crazy yeah it's weird you could
0: just kind of like say oh that's a lark okay <laughs> this is this this is that what, what about that- you Freddie? before you uh, go on, before you go out on red rocks in, in and yeah. like, what, what do you what do you what do you get yourself pumped up to
3: i don't know uh I don't have an answer to that but I will tell you that I once created a walk in walk out playlist for uh Amos's sound Soundman to play. You know, you know how like you go into a show and uh there's music playing in the theater. pre
4: mm-hmm. show music.
3: The, the, and yeah. the band picks that generally. Mm.
2: Oh, I didn't generally. know that. Cool.
3: Yep. And I created a playlist and I'll share it with you guys. And the sound man, who who was a pretty cool dude, he was like, "Dude, this stuff is too sexy. He's like, <laughs> you need to like vary it up a little." I'll share it with you guys. It's a pretty good play. Too sexy, if I wow. do say so myself. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. I I mean, what I want to hear. Maybe some classical music like Mozart or some something crazy, you know, like the whole uh, Elvis thing, makes a lot of sense, you know, to to be music that's played in because it's it's got high energy and it's you know, it's big There's bombastic orchestra. Yeah, yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense.
1: I know um, Trey from Fish, and uh, in one of the tours in the late '90s, before every show, he would listen to uh, Hendrix's "Machine Gun" to get himself kind of pumped. Oh, up
3: cool! Ready. Yeah.
1: So something, and then and, and for myself, I I I don't I don't quite cop that, but I do cop the. I want to hear something ripping. I want to hear some maybe something funky, maybe something that kind of, you know, starts to stimulate the uh, endorphins. You know, get yeah. re- get ready for the match. Get ready for the big match. I, yep. I can and and then and then on the way and then at the end of the night on like the drive home I always like something like Stereo Lab or something kind of like light huh. but still kind of moving you know what I mean Yeah, yeah. Those, those are kind of yeah. at least in in my in my world
0: I I, I actually go for uh, I try to just listen to songs to make myself make myself cooler than I um, think <laughs> I am or whatever. So a lot of it for me is actually a lot of D'Angelo. I'm like, oh yeah, that's me. I'm that guy. Yeah, my my six pack is kicking just like it's on the cover. Uh, It's not, but you you get your sharpie out and you you draw it. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I do. I listen to D'Angelo. Get my sharpie out. (laughs) Nobody's nobody sees it. So, but it's there, and I know it's there. Yeah, Yeah. Um, security. But yeah, yeah, I try to like get myself like to feel like you know cooler than I than I am. Yeah, most time it is is D'Angelo. Or, um, or actually, it's not just the end. It's also weather report, which is not cool. Nice, this, not cool, No, and I. It's still what depends on to...
2: what song. <laughs> depends on what song.
1: Is that a lark? That, I
2: don't know. That's that's totally a lark. <laughs> and I, Now that you're saying that, <laughs> lark alert, lark alert. Now that you bring that up, Aaron, I remember we had a gig and you showed up and you were like, "You guys, I was just jamming to the Doobie Brothers. Michael McDonald is a national treasure." That's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
4: the, Yo, <laughs> nothing against y'all. the
2: Doobie Brothers, but it's not cool.
0: Have you listened to that stuff? That stuff is incredible. It is. That's like hard rock, but It's better. great.
1: Is it a lark?
3: <laughs> I think everybody is misusing the word lark here today, <laughs> I must say. But we we, we, are,
1: we are broadening, we're broadening the the the, the, yeah. the 30s term lark. Okay. Yeah. I'm, well, anyway,
0: on that note, we're going to take a short break and come back uh, and give you guys our, our, our Lark uh, uh, honorable mention pick. So lark doodle do and we're back and we're going to give you guys our uh our our, our honorable mention picks for our walk up songs. Um and just to, to give like great little greater context this playlist is actually pretty cool. So if you're running or if you're skipping somewhere, if you're out there larking, whatever it is, this this playlist for you. So, you know, with that, I'm going to kick it to you uh 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 Blonde Selick. Uh what are your honorable mentions, buddy?
1: All right. Um I, looks like I can stayed more on the humor side more than anything and I, I, I do love to laugh I am I am the comedy buff of the uh, of the troop here but so so my honorable mentions here firstly Jesus uh, cotton Eye Joe by the rednecks I I clearly that's ago. me just looking to mess around good God even if that's a little much for me and then, um, then my my other honorable mention. Which I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make. A, I'm gonna cheat and make a double one. I add girls as the other, more of a larkish one. Girls. Hey, I really want girls. But I also, uh, in hindsight, thought sabotage would be a fun one to come out to.
0: Yeah, but that's weird like are you sabotaging as you're going out or is you, are you... i'm gonna sabotage the other team's hopes of winning
1: there, there you, you go okay All right. wow All right. that was on the fly that was right from my brain that was well done. good that was good look at that
0: oh betty what do you got buddy
3: yeah man uh let's see how about little cowbell mississippi queen by mountain Got that great guitar rip and the cowbell. Can't go wrong there. And then my other honorable mentionable would be Flashlight by Parliament. Yeah. Great nice. classic Funketeer song from the 70s. Definitely. Yeah, man.
0: Definitely. Uh, great picks. Uh, Pot A. What do you got, buddy? <laughs> it devolves
1: every week. Yeah. It's ambiguous.
2: Not evolves, devolves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Well. <laughs> we'll start calling Aaron ambiguous accent brown. <laughs> I think that has a Am- good chance. Amb- ambiguous pumpkin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. So my first one, I went with the My Morning Jacket, some Holding on, Holdin on, Holdin on To Black
4: Metal. It's
2: got a swagger to it, it's got a groove, but it kind of goes hard. And so nice. I thought I could picture myself walking up to bat with that one, I nice. can really see it. And then the other one, just from the moment it comes in with Quest Loves Beat and that guitar riff, the Seed 2.0.
4: Yes.
3: Love that song.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. Very solid. Very solid. Yeah. And uh I guess it's my turn. This is uh Aaron, the John Stockton of this podcast. Dishing out of left and right. And my honorable mentions are my first one is uh I'm gonna give you this one now. it's uh cream C R E A M Cream, cream. Wu Tang Enter the 36 Chambers, baby Um I've been watching the the, the Wu Tang show on Hulu. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I've it's been meaning me to like, watch that. It's got me listening to all the Wu Tang stuff. And so yeah. Anyway, cream. Uh and my other one is uh is I don't listen to this guy. I don't like this guy anymore. This guy's terrible, terrible. I guess he has good shoes, but I, you know, I'm too old to be buying shoes unless they're not comfy. I don't wear them. Anyway, it's uh Kanye West's uh song "We Major" off Late Registration.
4: Turn, to that's
3: Best like
4: ring, this song no.
0: I, I can't not like it. It's my ultimate jam. Right on. My ultimate, I put this thing on. I'm like, I am ready to run about 50 feet and pass out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running as hard as I can uh, for about 50 it. feet. I'm going to pull my hamstring hey. and pass out. Oh, that's, that's what this one
1: makes me want to do. You need hamstring. like a, a four-yard dash. You need to get in on a four-yard <laughs> four dash. 4 have
0: ai have a, I have a, 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 a 4 Four-minute. 4, a four, four, five, four, minutes, a four <laughs> 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 <Four-yard death. laughs> that's what oh this song makes me God. do man. it just makes me just start running places and like it hurt all over <laughs> that's funny. uh yeah so on that note i actually want to um uh kick it back to you adam yeah. give give us give us the closing words buddy. oh
1: uh it was great i mean mainly we were talking about the walk-up songs but we did kind of touch upon the uh you know the importance of uh um, music in sports and just uh you know, and there's and there's some big ones even just uh, I mean, well, you got Queens. We will rock you just yeah. kind of like a big it became a big. I mean, we could almost do a separate pot on this, so I won't I won't go too far. But also and as far as when Philly, when Philly comes to mind, when you when you hear that any of the Philly teams coming out to the Rocky theme or I have the tiger, it is hard oh, to yeah. not, like, get juiced up. How did we not pick them? that guys? Well, they're not uh, maybe I mean, they're
3: freedom.
0: Yeah, no I'm, way. That song's terrible. I know
3: but uh, I mean people would <laughs> would like to hear that at a Philadelphia sporting event. Yeah. there are certain get them pumped. Maybe they're up. just
1: a maybe there's just like those those are kind of just implied and I, I I don't know. I don't know if you want to walk up to the plate to Rocky. You kind of need that as like a you know a whole thing. Yeah. And uh and just but just yeah, I think if if there's a parting thought, I just I want to maybe just that would be to like think about sports without the music. And just like if you guys had ever seen, there's there's, uh, some YouTube clips of like the Wonder Years without Daniel Stern's narration where it's just like these long, long moments of awkwardness because with so much inner monologue where you just like have like Kevin Arnold just sitting there waiting like 45 seconds to answer a question and in complete silence, you know, and it's awkward. And just imagine sports without the music as these long, long patterns of, of awkwardness like NBA like plays music like the entire time constantly. So just imagine sitting there and just hearing the basketball dribble, you know, and nothing else, oh, and just man. think think what 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 would your sports experience be like? Would you? I mean, would you be able to? I mean, you know, we're in a culture of shortening attention spans. Would it? Would it become? Even I mean, would everyone just like go on their phones and like while people are taking the ball up? You know, people. You know, it's a level of like engagement, you know, and it, it just saying it'd be really funny without music in in sporting events.
0: Yeah, if there was no music, people really would you know let the sandman, the sandman enter except
3: for golf you, you <laughs> want no music at a golf at uh, a golf yeah. match. oh the, the sandman's the, the, already the,
2: all over the golfing event yeah that, that's that, like that. sponsored by the sandman <laughs> yeah sponsored
0: <laughs> yeah. by the sandman <laughs> sponsored by freddie cougar anyway uh on that note thank you guys for uh a wonderful pod uh on behalf of uh Brendan Potter, Meadow McGeehan, Freddie Bow Betty, Freudie Berman, yeah. Adam Blonde Select, the Podiatrist, Anonymous Pumpkin Zelensky. This is Aaron Brown, a.k.a. Corn Teeth, a.k.a. the John Stockton of Podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week for another uh, with another podcast for years. Take care.
1: down <laughs> down Right.
4: Fiction. <Yeah. laughs>